Okay, and welcome to Thought for the Day on the 19th of August. Hey, the month's running away quickly. Uh, we're in Chapter 9 of Romans on the McShane Reading Programme. And, wow, boy, I think we said at the beginning, Romans is, the Bible is complex. Any honest reader of the Bible concludes it's the most incredibly complex piece of literature in the world. That's not to say he doesn't speak in the most simplest ways on, on some matters, on salvation. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. But beyond some of those, uh, some of those truths, the Bible is incredibly complex because it's written by the most complex being in the universe. Romans is perhaps one of the most complex of the Bible books. And chapter 9 is one of the most complex chapters of the most complex book. Um, the Bible and there's too much for me to unpack the whole everything that's going on here this, this is like major major but I want to just roughly go through it with you in chapter 9 begins and the whole thing really revolves around God's sovereignty how is God sovereign what does that look like what does he mean what does it mean in regards to Israel to salvation to to where we stand in God to those who come to faith and to those who don't so major major uh, topics here uh, all dealt in this chapter so briefly it begins uh, let me just get this where I can actually see it he begins uh, speaking about um, how he longs with passion for Israel the nation of Israel who rejected Jesus at this time uh, for them to come to faith and Paul wishes that he could give up his own salvation he's prepared to give up his own salvation if the Jews would come to faith and then he explains the fact that they haven't is not failure I remember once in a missionary meeting when the missionary says you know it's it's failure that God's gospel hasn't gone out into the world God's failed the words that affect <laughs> bizarre okay no God never fails and this is the doctrine of God's sovereignty and this is what Paul is dealing with he said, it's not as though God has failed in Israel not believing, as though God is saying, oh no, I sent Jesus to Israel and they won't believe. Oh no, I've failed. What should I do? Well, let's go to the Gentiles. Maybe, maybe they'll believe. No, 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 says Paul, no. Paul says, hey, hey, God knew all about it. He knew all about how they will respond. And more than that, Paul says, you misunderstand what a Jew is. A Jew is not someone who's a natural descent of Abraham. No. A Jew is someone who is a spiritual descent of Abraham. He uses Isaac. He says, look, Isaac uh, uh, was a descendant, uh, but, but, uh, but only because of the promise. He goes, look, uh, it's, it's, it's in regards to the promised child uh, who will become the the line of the people of God. Not every son that Abraham had was a son of Abraham, but it's Isaac in particular, because he's the promised child. And what Paul is saying is, is that true Israel, a true Jew, is not necessarily one who's born a Jew, but who is spiritually a Jew, who's of the faith of Abraham. And, 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 he, and he says, as therefore, God hasn't failed. It may look like all these 
Jews don't believe and that's because he says they're not real Jews because a real Jew is someone who's spiritually related to Abraham and the point is that God is sovereign in that and he goes on to talk about how how God is sovereign in and this is a big subject elected people to faith wow that's a major major subject and there's different views on that you know uh, strong views for strong views uh, against and look all, all i can really say here is look here's what's presented in romans 9 it suggests that that god is sovereignly over salvation to the point that ultimately our coming to faith hinges in the first instance not on our step and movement towards God but his choice of us his movement towards us and it seems to suggest and it uses examples uh, of uh, uh, Jacob and Esau and, and, and Pharaoh and it seems to suggest that ultimately in salvation in fact in mentioning Pharaoh in all of life God is sovereignly in control. Ultimately, he has the final word. And everyone who comes to faith, he does so as a consequence of God's election. That doesn't mean that we don't choose Jesus, that we haven't exercised faith in him, that we, that we haven't responded to him, that we were mere robots just carrying out the plan. No, 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 let me understand it. When we heard the gospel, faith came to us, we believed, we exercised it, we moved towards Jesus, we chose him, yes, yes, yes. But what this is suggesting is the first consequence in all that happening lay with God. He moved towards us, he elected, and the response to that is that we heard the gospel, we moved towards him. And it even goes as far as to suggest that even these dictators, these superpowers, hey, even they and what they do, not that God is behind the evil, but God over, overall, above, he's overall above all that. And that he calls the shots finally. And he can even use the, the terrible things that evil men do. Not that God is behind that, but he can use that to bring about something good, bring about good purposes, because he's bigger than even these superpowers. The message of Romans 9, God is king. He's sovereign. He rules everything and yet our freedom and autonomy is in place simultaneously.